You're listening to a DM podcast. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. is the Dude Cinema Podcast. But I was just like scrolling through it like nerds, nerds, nerds. Like I don't care. <laughs> Movie shaming needs to stop. Obviously a dude wrote this script. These teeth aren't friends and I'm like, I'm about it. I honestly think that this movie should just be called Red Flags. <laughs> Let me miles tell you. Fuck you, Stanley Kubrick. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. My name is Beck Charlie. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. And if you'd like to support us, you can subscribe to our Gold Class feed on Apple, Spotify or Patreon for exclusive weekly content for just $7 dues a month. Links are in the show notes. Yes, we got gossip. We've got what have you watched this week. We're mm-hmm. talking about all the things that we've watched this week that aren't this movie in particular. Exactly. And if you want to hear a very salacious story about something that happened to me after the John Mulaney concert. <laughs> oh my God. If, yeah, if you want to see uh, some <laughs> hardcore pornography, not uh, Well, you know what? You just, you just have to go over and see what it is. And it doesn't involve me. I'm not in the porn, yes, you guys. But just to clarify, head over to last week's Go Class for that little story. Rebecca, how are you, my love? I am good. Um, I have just put all of my shows on sale for Newcastle, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. I'm going everywhere. That's everywhere, man. Yeah. So I got two shows in Melbourne and Sydney. I have my stand-up show, Good Funny, that is going to be everywhere. Um, I'm going to talk a lot about having bipolar. So if you're interested in that, get a ticket. Uh, And then my other show, which is called Toilet Seat Time Time Machine. Machine. It's a choose-your-own-adventure comedy show. It's like – I would describe it as like a live video game with a bit of Doctor Who <laughs> and a soundtrack by Avicii. <laughs> yep, and you guys, I went and saw the trial show a couple of weeks ago and it was fucking fantastic. So definitely get tickets to both Good Funny and <laughs> Toilet Seat Time Machine. <laughs> and how are you? I'm good. Thank you, my love. I oh well, you will be you'll be traveling soon to Melbourne. I sure will to open for me on the eighth. I think of April it is. Yes, I think it is. Yes, yes. So Alex is gonna be opening for me on my stand up show on the eighth of April. So if you want to see both of us live, <gasps> that is when you come. That's crazy. That's never happened before, except for some gigs sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Once every three years, yeah, we're it's like, weird. oh my god, we're in the same. Someone thought to book us on the same bill. Wow. (laughs) And we were free at the same time. (laughs) Usually someone asks, like, either you or me first and then follows up with With the other person. (laughs) (laughs) And also, yeah, Newcastle. Mm. Yes, you're still keen to do Newcastle? I'm very keen to do Newcastle. Well, if you're Newcastle, 24th of of March. May. No, March. March. Oh. The comedy festival? No. Oh, just a one-off. Yeah. Great. Hell yeah. You'll be there? Let's double check. <laughs> I should have sent you anything written no, down about No, I actually this. thought to look it up and put it in my most beloved diary. 24th, that's a Friday? Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Well, if you're Newcastle then, Alex J will be opening for me. Ah, fun. Newcastle Comedy Club, uh, one of the best comedy clubs. 
that in Australia. Um, I'll say it. Oh yeah, Newcastle Comedy Club. Fuck yeah, opening for Beck. <laughs> Just putting it Mad. in there right now. Great, can't wait. <laughs> and before we get into this week's movie, we've got yes. a little nice people say nice things. <gasps> tell me, tell me, tell me. This is from Alex on Instagram. Alex Funder. He's Hi. a long-time cinemate. We love him very much. He just wanted to let us know of a dude cinema nightmare evening what? that he had. He says, so I hadn't realised how queer my friend group was becoming until tonight when I hung out with two straight guys. <laughs> and the conversation was just constantly, so have you seen this movie? Yeah, it's pretty good, over and over again. For hours, exclamation point. I am eternally sorry to anyone who has to date straight dudes like this. <laughs> Thank you for the podcast and being the healthy alternative to this bland lifestyle. <laughs> oh, no bloody worries, Thanks, Alex. Alex. <laughs> Always here for you to have a normal middle ground chat mm. about comedy. About anything that doesn't involve, did you see this movie? Yeah, I liked this movie. <sighs> so, the movie... That has brought us here today. Yes. Is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes, our first ever Wed Wed Anderson. <laughs> Wed Anderson. Wes Anderson film. Yes, which is it's taken us quite some time. Yeah. He's, he's very he's beloved by the dude. I guess because like his style is like I was, like a has a lot of like feminine energy. Mm. Like it's very aesthetic mm-hmm. and pretty. Yes. Um, something dudes aren't usually into. into. So I, Maybe let's just say it here. Wes Anderson is for the girlies. <gasps> Perhaps. I mean, in I some of so. his films. I will say. Oh, uh, okay. This movie is actually, this movie. I shouldn't, I shouldn't generalise because I have not seen any of his other movies. The Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, yes. I hate that movie. Yes, because we were tossing up maybe doing that one, yeah, this like, one. Please, can we not? Great. It's just so... It, it, it's like a traumatic ick. Ew. Ugh. Yeah. So which one came first? I think this one came out recently. The Royal Tenenbaums is older. Okay. Because I know like Ben Stiller is in it. Oh. And Luke Wilson as well. Yeah, right. But yeah, there's just like some like mildly incesty vibes in there. Oh. And it's meant to be like very romantic. Oh. And I was just like, I hate ick. Ew. Yeah, that's an ick. Well, I'm glad we didn't do it because I don't feel like an ick movie this week Mm-mm. and this was not an ick movie no um so this is actually re- requested very early on in our in our journey and is, this is requested by someone called noic noic on the sans pants plus discord forum Holy that we shit. when we were with sans pants and on discord and on discord i wonder how that discord's going we I should log back in <laughs> I don't if you are if you are on the discord and there's updates that we are we are missing yeah please if you're let on the ladies guide to do cinema sans pants discord group let us know how's it going over there is it what, what are you guys talking about <laughs> i'm sure it's been deleted but anyway at that point noic noic requested Grand Budapest Hotel and they said that a friend has told them to watch it for years and years and they have just refused to out of spite. Nice. So if you're if you're still with us, this one's for you. Love to be fueled by spite. I think oh, it's really healthy. A spite watch? Mm. Mm. This is how this podcast started is spite. So never let spite die. Absolutely. I mean, therapists will say otherwise, but they they don't have podcasts. They don't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Show me their successful podcast. Yeah. They don't have you one? You can't. Okay. 
all the best podcasts started out of spite. Yeah. I have no examples to back that up, but I like it. Yeah, Benet Brown (laughs) and your failing podcast. Idiot. (laughs) Hear that case file? (laughs) (sighs) Any hazel beep? I'm just going to tell my cute little factoid that I shared with you today. I learned that case file is the number one listened to podcast in Australia with per monthly download listens. And you made the good point of, isn't it insane that the most listened to podcast in Australia, no one knows who the host is yeah how cool is that he still eludes us i love it i think that's like such a genius selling point for a true crime podcast to have a mystery within it the layers they need to do a case file on case file oh my god my dream is like one day like after a comedy show uh, like a man approaches me from the crowd and he just goes like great show but he (gasps) says it in the voice (sighs) And I just like, and we knowingly look at each other and I nod and I say, your secret is safe with me. And then <laughs> we part ways. That is. Love it. Oh my God. An all time fantasy of mine. I love that so much. If you're listening, Case Fall Man, do it. Do it, please. Approach back after a show. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? It'll happen. And I'll be like, I'll come to you and be like, this guy had like a really weird voice. Creepy guy, after a creepy show. He voice. He came up to me and he like winked and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> is going on <laughs> wait what's that ring on your finger that's my ring finger oh my god sorry <laughs> alex just has this like new gorgeous diamond ring and i was like are you waiting till i noticed to say could you, you got engaged if i announced it you'd be waiting for months you'd be waiting for months for me to notice <laughs> just like the case file guy yeah. i'd be like someone everyone's acting so weird around me Pay attention to the clues. <laughs> I message him. I'm like, don't, if you were going to, don't bother approaching don't, her. Don't She's bother. very bad at picking up on clues. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just, I want to wear rings again because I just, I've got my nails done and I want to oh. wear rings. So I just searched through my old jewelry box and have started wearing rings again. <laughs> does look mad with the nails. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyway, anyway. Okay. No, sorry, after that long tangent, <laughs> we're what back. What is your history with the Grand Budapest Hotel? So this is one of Skip's favourite movies. Yes. This okay. Oh, I forgot you about that. And yes, I love this for him. Yeah. So he. this is when we first started dating. And this is before he revealed that he like loved Marvel because he knew about the podcast. So he was just uh-huh, like, uh-huh. oh, me, I have a very classy taste in cinema. <laughs> It's very feminine friendly. Mr. Wes Anderson, but not the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> and he's like, this is one of the most gorgeous movies I've ever seen. And he's obsessed with Ralph Fiennes. Oh, I mean, well, yeah. this is the perfect this movie. This is the perfect movie for a couple cool. to be obsessed with Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes, what is going on with my voice? I'm so sorry. I, I did put- vocal warm-ups today. did nothing. <laughs> I put you off your game by pretending to be engaged for a split second accidentally. You tricked me. (laughs) I tricked you. And so did you watch this with him? Yes, we watched it together. That's a very good girlfriend of you. Right? I am the best girlfriend in the world. Mm. Um, Hopefully he'll put a ring on my finger someday. (laughs) (laughs) But I loved it. I was like, this is beautiful. And I love that, like, the – I just, like – I was so impressed with the art department on this. I me. I I think that they should be like billed equally yes. with Wes Anderson. Yes, yes. Because the number of beautiful props brought oh. in for this movie is insane. Insane. Cool. Oh, that's a, well done, Skip. See, 
Do you are right every now dudes, and then. take note. If you're going to make your girl, new girlfriend watch a movie, maybe pick one she might enjoy too. Yeah, with a bisexual Ralph Fiennes, okay, if you care about her, if you want her to be happy. If you want her to be horny. Yeah, Google movies that Ralph Fiennes is buying. <laughs> That also has a lot of pink. Yeah. Comes up with Guess what? There's only one movie. Grand Budapest Hotel and Red Dragon. Red Dragon. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of bi. They, they, they cut it out of the script, but his character is bi. The energy between him and Edward Norton is bi. Oh, I'll my say God. It. And Philip Seymour Hoffman. Come mm. on. <laughs> Um, um, what cool. is your history with this movie? I thought I had seen it, and then oh. I realised as I started watching it yesterday, I'm thinking of the best exotic, exotic Marigold, Marigold Hotel. Hotel. Yes. <laughs> the one with all the old people. Yes. <laughs> and for about half a day, I thought that's what Skip's favourite movie was. <laughs> you were like, what the fuck is going on? Maggie Smith? And I thought it was adorable. It was very I endearing. I mean, you dress like an older lady, so hence why we're together. It was so endearing that I thought that was his favourite movie for a few that's few hours. So cute. I'm like, wow, go skip. It's such. It's my mum's favourite movie. <laughs> so anyway, but no. So I'd never seen it before. Definitely knew about it. I've, I'm aware of Wes Anderson. I think I've watched half of the one where they're on a train. There's one where I think he did that they're on a train. Oh, yes. I'm aware that he uses a lot of the same cast all the time. Like the Wilsons are often in there, the mm. Jason Schwartzman, fucking Adrian Brody. That's who it fucking was. I thought it was Luke Wilson, but it's Jason Schwartzman. But then Luke Wilson is in it later. Schwartzman is the dark hair guy at the beginning. Yes. He's the new, bus- the new guy in, in current day. Yes. The new concierge. And then Owen Wilson is in it later as one of the other concierges that is helping him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mad. Cool. So, yes, yeah, so I was very aware of Wes Anderson and, yeah, that it's always, like, very quirky, very pretty and stuff. Um, but I didn't know what to expect from the actual, like, storytelling or performances or anything. So I was pretty much a blank slate for this one. Did you know anything else about Wes Anderson? No. I didn't even know Ray, Rafe Fiennes we'll <laughs> was it. in this. We'll yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in this, so that was a beautiful surprise. Yeah, I forgot he was in it because I watched it about like two years ago now. Oh my god, he he's obsessed with us. He won't leave us alone. Leave us alone. He's flirting. He's flirting, and I want him to. What have we got? The menu, Red Dragon, and now this. Okay. Okay, Rave, we get it. Dude, he could fart in my mouth, and I'd say thank you at this point. <laughs> I beg <laughs> him to do I'm that. Obsessed with Ralph Fiennes. Pay him, please. <laughs> That's actually dangerous to put out in the air. Actually, <laughs> it's like high-profile men in Hollywood. Mm. But in my, that's a service that they pay probably so much money so much for. Money for. <laughs> yeah, again, I'll pay you, Rafe. Yeah. Just saying. And even in this economy. <laughs> yeah. With this rising cost of living. <laughs> Shall we? Yes. Why do you want to be a lobby boy? Who wouldn't? At the Grand Budapest, sir. And so my life began. Junior lobby boy in training under the strict command of Monsieur Gustav H. (laughs) Many of the hotel's most valued and distinguished guests came for him. I love you. I love you. She was dynamite in the sack, by the way. She was 84. Mm, I've had older. This was also when I met Agatha. She's charming. She's so charming. Is he flirting with you? Yes. I approve of this union. 
I became his pupil, and he was to be my counselor and guardian. The police are here. Tell them I'll be right down. She's been murdered, and you think I did it. Hey! Stop! You're looking so well, darling, you really are. I don't know what sort of cream they've put on you down at the morgue, but I want some. This is Madame D's last will and testament. To Monsieur Gustave H, I bequeath a painting known as Boy with Apple. Wow! What? Who's Gustave H? A murder case of Madame D with enormous wealth and the most outrageous events. That's terrible. (laughs) The Grand Budapest Hotel tells of a legendary concierge at a famous European hotel between the wars and his friendship with a young employee who becomes his trusted protege. The story involves the theft and recovery of a priceless Renaissance painting, the battle for an enormous family fortune and the slow and then sudden upheavals that transformed Europe during the first half of the 20th century. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. But for anyone, Beck, who hasn't seen... Will You Fight In My Mouth, Grand Budapest Hotel, Ray Fiennes movie. (laughs) How would you describe this film? Okay, so this movie is, I think, essentially like a true crime story Mm. that is within another story Mm. within another story. Sure. So the movie starts uh, with a woman going to a grave and reading a book. And then we go into the book and we meet the author. And the author is like, guys... You guys are like, wow, you're like the best author in the world. I have to tell you, it's not actually me. This story was like someone else's and they just told it to me. And so then we go into that person's story. Yes. And then we have Zero, the lobby boy, Mm -hmm. from the true crime portion Mm -hmm. of the story telling the author the story. Yes. 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 Oh, wait. So the old guy who talks to camera at the beginning yes. and then there's a boy running in and yeah. interrupting him, is that Jude Law old? Yes. Oh, I never knew that. Yes. I just kind of brushed over who Jude Law was. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, forgot for a second. I was like, how does he fit in? Where it doesn't he? matter. Because it, it, it doesn't. And that's actually the first thing I would love to say about this movie is if you do miss, because it is pretty intricate, mm. like what you just described, you're going in, in, in. But if you miss that, it doesn't matter. Mm. You can still enjoy this movie. It's a series of vignettes, I would say. I love this. Say it again. A series of vignettes. Okay. Wow. Mm. We just yeah leveled up. <laughs> We've been doing a movie podcast for quite some time. Quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so if you yeah if you do miss any of the complicated setup exposition, does not matter at all. Mm-hmm. Not an issue. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, so anyway, the true crime story revolves around uh, fighting my mouth where I find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I used a different analogy, but we're going to say the whole That's podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, like fart jokes. I'm so sorry this episode's ruined for you. You don't like the idea of a grown man farting into a woman's mouth. I'm sorry I you're a prude. <laughs> not you either. I didn't know I was that person, but apparently I am. Yeah, I'm sorry you're a vanilla person <laughs> living in a rainbow world, baby. <laughs> a rainbow fart world. Happy Pride. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Ray Fiennes has an old woman who I believe he farts in her mouth or she farts in his. There's yeah. a sexual relationship going on there. Definitely. <laughs> and she passes away. 
sadly, um, and she loves him. So she bequeaths mm. her whole estate to him. Yes. And her uh, money-grabbing family is Evil like, little Argh. wearing all black family. Yeah. yeah. The people that have loved her and cared about her, <laughs> her whole life are mad that it just went to this fucking young bi guy who <laughs> fucked her one fucked time. while she was oh. old. <laughs> Damn, he had a couple of good conversations. The bastard. <laughs> yes. So then Ralph finds. Uh, steals a very uh, important painting. Mm. The one that was bequeathed to, to him. him in the will. Yes. He takes that and then they're like, oh, my God, we got to catch this guy. Mm. And we think that's the crime. But no, then it turns out it was potentially a murder mm. of old his lady old lady. Got murdered. Yes. And not from farts in the mouth. Not from farts in the mouth that they say. I think <laughs> I mean, that could have been a first draft. That's true. We haven't seen the first draft. Seen it, so we don't know. <laughs> Um, so then, anyway, it's hijinks, 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 uh, cat and mouse, cat yeah, and mouse, yeah. la la la. And then at the end, it's just very, it's a little bit sad. Mm. It's a little bit of a sad ending, mm. but very beautiful and poetic. Yes. Throughout. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. Love it. Mm. Love it. Um, you're right. It is beautiful and poetic, mm. which I did not expect from a film that we watch for this podcast. Mm. Like, I really did not, I really thought I'd be kind of trudging through it. I thought what I expected from this movie is that it would be too quaint and right. too quirky yes. to the point of being like embarrassing or lame, mm. but it is not. It is just, yeah, it's just beautiful. Mm. And also like no, a movie that's so quirky and like mm. what's the word, sincere, but mm. like no open ends. Like everything is closed off. Yes. Every story that they present like mm. cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you're not confused throughout it. Um, I would like to start by passing on some thoughts, feelings that Luke had about this film. Okay. Um, I wouldn't have noticed this myself, but it's true. The cinematography on this was obviously incredible. Yes. Um, very different to normal. Like, so oh, I'm going to forget. I should have written it down. But no, anyway, that's the point of this podcast. Thank you. You can also just <laughs> make it up. I get, I get <laughs> sure. um, So they used an ARRI 5 camera. No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but basically, um, the way that Wes Anderson works. So Luke has watched like an interview with the DOP who worked on this movie. And the way Wes Anderson works is he wants everything in a shot to be centered. Like, so if something's, if you're filming something, whatever is happening is more often than not in the very center of the shot to the point where he makes his DOP and camera assists um, measure how many inches they are from one side of the room to the other. They're like, okay, this, there's 28 inches on this side of the camera, 28 inches on that side of the camera. We are dead center in this room or dead center on this set. So everything is really aesthetically fucking pleasing and so satisfying because everything is centered. Everything is like right angles, like everything's placed perfectly in the shot. And then the shots are perfectly placed as well. So there's a lot of times where instead of like if, if we're sh shooting two people, we've got two cameras, right? One on you and then one on me for my reaction. But what you'll notice and what I, I actually did notice this is instead of doing that, he just uses the one camera and moves it to the <gasps> side. To 90 degrees. And so it's like straight. He just pans. Straight. Oh. Pans across as opposed to doing a two camera cut. 
he's it's the one shot and he just pans it like all these like cool things that other directors and filmmakers don't do that I actually really appreciated because for my like anxiety brain everything mm. is so calming and soothing and just yeah that I didn't even clock that everything is so symmetrical, but that isn't symmetrical. That's the word I'm looking for. We got there. <laughs> Teamwork makes I knew the dream right. work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything is so symmetrical. Yeah, like when they have the um, cable cars. Oh, I love the cable oh, cars. And they co- both come up at a 45 degree angle. Yes. And they meet in the middle. Ugh. Oh, and then they go on their way. Ugh. Fuck. And then Ray finds farts in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that Skip's definitely going to be listening to this episode too. <laughs> be like, what the fuck is wrong it's with my her? My favorite movie. How dare you? <laughs> um, and then one other thing he noticed, which I did definitely didn't, but the aspect ratio changed when they went from present day to past day. So Ooh. present day is in CinemaScope, like takes up the whole TV. And then whenever they go back to Ray Fiennes' time, it goes into whatever that 16, um, that square. The smaller the square, one. The yeah. square one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all. That's from fucking Luke. sick. Luke, thank you Very for cool. putting a little expert opinion yep. on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make it a habit. Um. <laughs> Keep your mouth. Everyone is entitled to their opinion except you. <laughs> you. Keep your mouth. The person Stop. I love most in this world. <laughs> We can't have you starting your own podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> one is enough in one household. Thank you. <laughs> you have two. I have two. I have two. <laughs> and, it, look, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's just so rude that he wants to, like, share his talents with the world and, like, okay, well, have fun with his best friend from? on mic. I'm just like. That's um, our thing. That's our fucking thing. Only one of us is allowed to do that. Anyway, Woe Free Lunch, available wherever you listen to fucking podcasts. What? It's, it's funny. <laughs> Fuck. Um, should we go through casts? I mean, I guess. it's uh, There's so many. Yes. So many. So and we're just going to – we can't get through everyone. No, no. We'll just have to pick our favourites. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Who of my mouth? <laughs> Ray Fiennes. Let's start with Ray. Fucking hell. What range I this just, man has. I can't – I did not – Okay, I, you go. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I'm, the, my cheeks are blushing so much. <laughs> the blood's just going to start coming out my mouth in a second. Oh, no. The only cure is farts. <laughs> Ray Pierce. He's so hot in this. So hot in this. So hot. It's like they've taken the elements of what we loved about him in the menu and Red Dragon Mm. and put them into one character and also made him buy. Yes. Like, what the fuck? Just so like refined. But, like, a little bit psychopathic as well. So crazy. Of, like, how anal and controlling he is about everything. So that's the menu. That's him. Yes. And then, but then he's also really heartfelt and like feeling and vulnerable sometimes and and weird and quirky which that's where you get red dragon from that's francis mm. dolan <laughs> vulnerable quirky guy yeah he's a little bit crazy <laughs> but you know yeah just i just he's so fucking good he's, he's just so fucking good and also his character is like he has this i was listening to margaret cho on a podcast mm-hmm. talking about uh 
Pedro Pascal. Oh, yes. And how he has this, like, because he's also bisexual. Stop. Yes. Daddy. Wow. (laughs) That's... Okay, that changes things mm. from mm-hmm. our chat about The Last of Us on last week's Gold Class. Yeah. That you, changes things for me. Are you now a little bit more invested okay. in the story? Yeah. Yes. Uh. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> so how he's bi and it's like he has this ability to like flirt with everyone in the room at once. Wow. But not in like a fake way in a way that yep. you were just like so unbelievably charmed. Yeah. And like it's hypnotic, and she's like the only other person I've met who doesn't like him is David Bowie. Oh, and I was like Ray. It's Ralph Fiennes. Oh my god, I've been saying Ray Fiennes for no, the last few minutes. It's pronounced Rafe. Rafe. Oh, yeah, or Ray Fiennes. It's either pronounced Rafe or Ray. I thought it was Ralph Fiennes. It's spelt that way, oh. but it's pronounced either Ray or Rafe. I don't know if people because everyone always just says Ray Fiennes. I don't know if it's Rafe Fines or oh. Rafe Fines. Okay. Well, I will say it all the ways to just cover all bases. Yes. <laughs> I know that's everyone's favorite way of dealing with things. Is non consistency in a podcast. Oh, mm. they love it. <laughs> but I think that's what Rafe Fines. <laughs> we could also call him Rev. Rev Fines. Mr. Fines, if you will. Yeah, Mr. Fines. It's what his character like embodies is this ability exactly. to just charm the pants off of everyone he comes into contact with everyone and not just the old ladies that he likes to fuck like everyone even Mm. zero when he starts working for him is just enamored by this man so yeah even if it's not in a sexual way he just charms everyone yeah they've known each other for a week before zero's like i'll break you out of jail yeah i will risk risk my life for you yeah yeah i will let you openly flirt with my girlfriend if not yet nay fiance in front of me that's chill. That's fine. Like, it's just, yeah, I just want to hang out with him. And he's so, like, he's so funny too. I mean, we didn't get to see a lot of his funniness in The Menu or Red Dragon. Mm. But in this, so funny. So fucking funny. That moment at the beginning when he's um, being arrested for the murder of old lady and he they say to him, like, we're here because of the death of blah, blah. And he's like, oh, dear. And of co- he says something like, and of course you think I've done it. And then just and runs away. <laughs> But it's so like it's so over the top and like and he's very bouncy and like yes yes it's just so funny yeah it's I just, love a man I love that he just like says everything that's happening mm. at like there's no like the only silences in this movie are used as punchlines yes yes otherwise there is just like constantly noise or talking or dialogue happening yeah and it's all quirky and funny but again not quirky in a lame way yes it's just very just appealing to watch and listen mm. to. Rarely is there a movie that has this much scurrying in it <laughs> that I don't find off-putting. Oh, my God, so true. So much scurrying. They scurry everywhere. Wes Anderson loves a scurry. He loves, like, Fantastic Mr. Fox. They scurry here, they scurry yes. there. They scurry everywhere. <laughs> here, there, and everywhere. They, he loves, a, I think, like, characters that are unassuming and small, but like physically, but mm. then their personalities are the big part of them. Yeah. Like, because everyone in this, apart from Ray, is like pretty quiet and reserved, especially Zero, obviously. Mm. But when they do talk, they come out with like the funniest little things. 
Oh, I love it. So good. Oh, my God. And Ray and Edward Norton back together again? Okay. Daddy is back. Mr. Fight Club himself. Oh, my goodness. Love. Absolutely love. I said to Luke, like, fuck off Brad Pitt. Ray Fiennes and Edward Norton are the duo. They are the new duo mm. for, like, 2000 cinema. When he came on screen, because I because I'd seen this before, so I was just mm-hmm. had it like on in the background while I was doing other cool, work. Cool, cool. I it was that thing where I was like that typing away at the computer and looking over mm-hmm. and typing and then looking over, and eventually it's like stop typing. <laughs> and then when Edward Norton came, I just turned my body fully <laughs> and was just like, yes, yes, daddies, you have my complete attention. Yes, you may both fart in my mouth, <laughs> please at the same time. Oh my god. Don't, not at the same please. time, I would pass Actually, away. Disgusting. <laughs> so this is not a kink of mine, by the way. Just <laughs> and so I don't get people sending like voice memos of farts. This is not a kink. Please, please don't this do that. This does not translate into the real world. This stays in riff world. Okay? Yes, I'm just so overwhelmed <laughs> the, by the attractiveness yes. of Ray Fiennes. Of course. I just, I'm just. I can't. Yeah, he could do anything. That's yeah. the implementation. Sure. So he could do anything. And what's the worst thing you can think of? Fart in the mouth. mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's just a bisexual sex part. I just (sighs) fucking, oh. Yeah, and so Edward Norton plays a man in a uniform of authority, but with a heart of gold. Yes. Who else have we got? Sorry, sorry, oh, I went and left. I'm, I'm back now. Um, who else is in here? Bill Murray is in here. Bill Murray's in there. He's part of the Society of the Crossed Keys. Yes, he's cool. That he, phone tree that they start up. That whole that whole sequence. So, and that's really that was really satisfying too. Just the, everything's so clean and crisp in the camera movement and stuff. Like it was just like, oh, yum. Mm. yum. And also the fact that every hotel lobby that they. Because they go to a bunch of shots of different hotel mm. lobbies, but it's all the same shape. Yeah. Just like a different colour palette yeah. and different like embellishments and on there. And uniform and stuff. Yes. So it was cool. So satisfying. It was really cool. That was like the first time in a long time I've watched a movie and be like, and I think that's symbolic of like why there's unity between these people. They all, even though they work at different businesses, what binds them is that they all work in a similar framework. <sighs> Both metaphorical and physical. Mm. See, that's what happens when you make movies for girls. We we like them. We see everything. And we look into them and we like to analyse them. Mm. 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 Yummy. Um, also, we've got Adrian Brody who plays the evil villain um, son of the lady who died. And she, I love him in that role. He's so good at just that they're like – because they've dyed his hair real black. Yeah. And they like kind of almost poofed it up. And it's just like there's this one shot where he's just walking d- towards camera down a long hallway and there's just really like intense orchestral music playing behind. Oh, I got chills. He's so good in this. I unfortunately have spent too much time on YouTube mm-hmm. and I can't help but when I see – he was great in this, don't get me wrong. Okay. When I see Adrian Brody, I just snapshot to – his SNL appearance where he did a very inappropriate Rasta impression. Oh, no. To bring, I think it was Sean Paul to the stage. Oh, no. He's wearing, like, the big, like, crocheted beanie and, like, fake dress. No, Adrian. He says the word, yeah, man. Oh. 
a lot. What year was this? This is like early 2000s, I think. <laughs> I like I the height of that. his fame where I'm just like, no. Was he destroyed for it? Yeah, pretty good. heavily. <laughs> okay, good. But that's whenever I see him on screen, I was like, oh, it's Adrian Brody. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Oh, dear. That happened. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. No, fair enough. Um, Willem Dafoe. Yes. And his big dick are in this. <laughs> we don't see it. We don't see it. But it's heavily implied. Again. <laughs> Show us. He's an evil guy. I mean, fuck, just looking. I mean, I've clocked all of them as they came out, but mm. like. Now just looking them in a list, Jesus, Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Oh, my God. Another sexy, quirky man, effeminate, bisexual, energy man. Ugh. Harvey Keitel. Who is Harvey Keitel? He is the prison guy who's, like, bald, the prisoner, and got and he's not wearing a shirt. That's Harvey Keitel. What the fuck? I oh, know. my God. In a bald cap. Stop. So Jude Law... Sasha Ronan is in this. Yeah. Who we saw in Lady Bird, which was cool. She was great in this. And she's been in a couple of his other movies, I oh, think. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. She's she's definitely got that look, right? She can play like any period piece. Mm. Oh, she looks amazing in a peacoat. Yes. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Exactly. And a, and a big puffy skirt with layers. Oof. Gorgeous. And I got to hear her proper Irish accent in this. Yes. So I do pretty. like when she uses her accent. It's very so cool. Pretty. Um, Tilda Swinton. Who's Tilda Swinton in it? The old lady. Oh, my God. Right? (laughs) This movie is nuts. I love this movie. It's it's fucking gorgeous. And it was such, like, a nice reprieve. Like, I forgot I was watching this for the podcast. So did I. Multiple times throughout it. I was like, this is a movie I would just like to watch. Yeah. In general. And, of course, (laughs) the man who plays Old Zero... F. Murray Abraham, who we recently saw in the White Lotus second series. He who was pl- he? The old... <gasps> uh, the old, old, old man. The yeah, old creepy pervert. The creepy pervert guy plays <sighs> the kind of main guy in this, the one telling the, the eventual story that makes it into a novel. He's the one telling the story. Because he has such different energy in this. Totally. Of just like old wise man mm. rather than creepy pervert. Doesn't want to even... put his dick in anywhere in Mm-mm. this one. <laughs> no, it mourns his beautiful dead wife. From 50 years ago. Oh, I mean, it's sexy. Sasha Ronan, of course you would have to. You would. You'd never get over it. What was your favourite part of the movie? I haven't even looked at my notes to be honest. <laughs> We've um, just been talking about. Yeah. Oh, something I would like to put out into the universe is like, and it's just basically a little note to Quentin Tarantino, Mm. basically just saying, hi, Quentin, look, you can make a quirky, weird, visually colourful and pleasing movie with lots of action scenes and you don't have to brutally murder all of the women in it. Yeah, even though a woman did get murdered in it. Yeah, but guess what? She wasn't sexually violated. Mm. So There wasn't even any blood. So it turns out you can make these quirky movies that look nice and not sexually violate every female character. I just want Quentin to know that. Just so you know. And you can still have Harvey Keitel in it as well. (gasps) So I just don't know if he knows that he can do that. And you don't have to brutally murder all of your black characters either. No, you don't have to do that. Yeah. That so being said, there was not a lot of them in this movie. No, that's true. There's a lot of white men. <laughs> very, very white. And only one woman. So 
yeah. don't know. Maybe if he, maybe if Wes had more women, he might brutally murder them. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't think so. Well, judging how they were, look, the women in the Royal Tenenbaums oh. did have a slight manic pixie dream girl okay. energy. I can see that for Wes. Mm. That probably goes hand in hand with his visual style, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but I like this so much. I'm just like, yeah. ah, let's, well, who cares? <laughs> you know She's I not f- a good feminist and I'm aware and I'm sorry. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, we're allowed. Moments. Hey, you have a day off every now and then. Otherwise you go crazy. <laughs> when I listen to Eminem and when I <laughs> like this movie. I'd say, and I only just remembered it because I looked at my notes, I would have totally forgotten about this scene otherwise. The snow, the skiing scene. <gasps> That was awesome. It was so cool. I loved that. That was really fucking cool. I've never seen anything like that in a movie before. Like yeah. it's like you're playing a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Watching them go like, Nyo. yeah, Nyo. and it was like obviously not set in reality, but the world was I don't know just created so well and so seamlessly that I didn't see it as fantasy or anything, which normally turns me off. Mm. I was like happily suspended my disbelief for all of the things that happened in it like which is such good storytelling mm. I think it's also it's like a story within a story you mm. kind of allow it because like oh yeah. this is uh not watching these actual events they're being told to someone Retold. and this is what's being visualized so yeah. you can get away yeah. with using puppets every now and then yeah exactly um what was your favorite moments I loved just like the scenes within the Grand Budapest Hotel yes like, just so grand and there is something about, like, I do not want us to go back in time, mm. but there is something about, like, pomp and circumstance, which mm. is out of fashion now. It is beautiful to look at in oh, a very fictional really? sense. Oh, it so is. Yeah, you want to – I want to stay at that hotel. Yeah. I want to be very rich and stay at that hotel. Yes. Yes, you have to have money at mm. that hotel. But then guess what? Ray finds – comes and has sex with you at night if you so wish. Or so farts in your mouth. Or farts in your mouth. <laughs> if that's what you're into. I reckon he does all of it for those guests. <laughs> Whatever they want. And he's so charming about it as he's well. He's so charming. Like when he introduced Zero, he introduced he goes to someone. He goes, this is the divine Zero. Like just that. The divine zero. Like, he just, I just love the way his character was written and speaks. And yes. It's, oh, like, not just this is Zero, the divine Zero. Ugh. I love it. And it was so cute. His and Zero's like a little relationship, the mentor and protege. I love that as their relationship went along, Zero got more and more like confident and could like stand up and talk and stuff more. I loved that moment where he says like, don't flirt with her when he's yeah. talking about his wife. <laughs> Just over and over again, don't flirt with he her. points in his face. Because he knows. He knows the power that he has. And he is right, sir. He yeah. is very right. Also like the food in – these movies is always very beautiful. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Like the conveyor belt scene where like the um, bread comes across before they're going into the prison, they chop <gasps> it. The and then the cheese comes across and they stab it. Oh, and then yeah. the cakes come across and he pauses and he just looks at how beautiful the cakes are. And he's like, like I, I couldn't, couldn't destroy such beautiful cakes. I was uh, like, you can't, don't, don't. I'll be so sad if you destroy them. Not just because there's weapons inside. Yeah. <laughs> The oh, the, really whole, yeah, the whole prison escape sequence is really cool too. Yeah, I love the scurrying. No one scurries so like Wes. Scurrying, you're so right. Was there anything you didn't like about this movie? When Jeff Goldblum's fingers get chopped off. Yeah, that was gross. It was a bit too gross in a very not gross movie. Mm. Yeah. What about you? I 
look, would have loved more female characters. I sure. understand why there wasn't. Mm. Perhaps Ray Fine should have taken his shirt off at some point. But I understand it's like... I guess it's, it's all about the art, I guess. Yeah, it's not about me. Call for it. What I want. Wes, check in with Beck next time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, Alexi, I have some questions for you. Yes. Did this movie make you horny? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Very much not a, like, I could go, like, I'm ready right now. It's mm. not like a, there's, there's no sex scenes or anything. Mm. And there's no breathy phone sex scene like there was in last week's movie yes Scarlett Johansson phone <laughs> sex um but definitely like I came away from that like just like Ray finds horny obviously but then also just like visual horny and just like mm. again it was so satisfying and symmetrical and everything was just so pleasing to the eye which after so many movies that are not pleasing was yeah it made me horny what about you mm. this made me the kind of horny that you get when you go out to, like, a very fancy dinner on a date. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it, both of you are, like, elevated versions of yourselves. I love it. Someone's wearing a collared shirt, then you, someone's wearing a dress, you know. There's perfume and cologne wafting through the air. Yes, you're pretending that you're rich for the night yes. and you're not going to pretend to not be stressed when you see the bill. Yes. <laughs> and you're just having, like, I'm just, like, buttery mashed potatoes mm. and, like, a full-bodied red. Big glass of red. Yes, that's the kind of horny. I love it. I love it. It's more like it's tension horny as mm. opposed to just like, oh, my God, I'm so horny. It's like we feel amazing. Yeah. And I don't necessarily like want to go into the bathroom and fuck right now, Mm-mm. but I feel good and yeah. you look good and we feel good. Yeah. And we're like, we're totally like, yeah, we're going to do it when we get home. Yeah. Ignoring the fact that we will be way too full. Absolutely. And so full no of red chance. wine. You got red wine belly. Like absolutely. You've got red not. wine mouth by that stage. Yes. That's <laughs> exactly the kind of horny. So that's the kind of horny this movie made me. I love it. And would you recommend this movie on a date? Yes. Uh, number one. <laughs> Particularly for bisexuals. Oh, there is something in there for everyone mm. in this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm. if you're not bisexual and you're a dude, if you're a straight dude, just watch Ray Fiennes and just understand. And just learn. Just Listen. <laughs> Listen. Jesus. And learn. Okay, ratings. How many How many pastries from Mendel's do you give this out of five? I give it 4.5. Great. It wasn't – so basically like four – Full croissants mm-hmm. and maybe a little... Um, Freyant. Freyant, yes. Perfection. Mm. It's not like it's fantastic, but I don't want to give it the full five. Sure. What about you? I give it a 4.5 as well. <gasps> Absolutely. Nice. And I take off one Freyant for just the... Yeah, more female characters mm. would have been really cool. Mm. Don't need them to sex anyone. Mm. Don't need them to be sexualized. They don't need to be a romantic character. But I reckon even, uh, and sure it might not be like historically correct, but some of the other concierges in that telephone sequence could have been a woman. Yeah. You know, just like, just chuck them in there. Mm. Just chuck them in just Why to not? have them. They don't have to be, you don't have to replace Ray Fiennes with a woman. But like, yeah, just a few more. Mm. So that's why I give it 4.5. All right. Well, well, that was the Grand Budapest, Budapest Hotel. Hotel. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next week when we are joined by Matt and Anna from Where's Your Hat At to watch Jaws. <gasps> <laughs>
And if you want to keep up with it. Oh, that's psycho. Sorry, that's psycho. We still haven't done psycho. What? I feel like we have. Oh, that's crazy. And if you want to keep up with us and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page of the same name. You can chat with us there or shoot us an email at gladtodudecinema at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast once again, mm. hop on our gold class. Available it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So much fun. And Patreon if you want to get involved with the conversation with other cinemates. Mm. You want to see a very not safe for work photo from last week's gold class, head over to Patreon. I, I, it is burnt. We've censored out the hectic parts. It yes, is, yes, we have. It still will be burnt into your brain. Oh, yes, yeah. You're not, you're not sleeping without seeing that ever again. <laughs> but if you do, uh, uh, don't have any money and you want to keep your brain unburnt by that picture, <laughs> you can just leave us a five-star review. Um, they're very, very helpful to us. Um, and in your review, let us know what movie a dude has told you to see and we will review it for you. <gasps> Love it. All right. Alexia. Yes, my love. And our dear listener. And Mr. Ralph Fines. <laughs> or Ray Fines, if you are listening. Akumite to you. And to you. And to Mr. Ray Fines. Akumite to you. And please fart in my mouth. That, that last one's just for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> great. Because I don't have one on me right now. <laughs> <laughs>